You're wrong, the podcast where you talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your host, Shelby. Happy Lennon. Pride, Shelby. Happy Pride. The only good thing to come out of this godforsaken. I month. know, truly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's uh it's been a rough one. I honestly thought, I was like, I don't know if I want to do an episode this week. And then I was like, no, I'll do it. And then today I woke up and I'm just like, I'm just pissed. <laughs> Well, the I'm just simmering. The, if someone is listening to this in the distant future and is, does not know <laughs> yeah, what yeah, has yeah. happened, um, the <laughs> so I, was it like a month ago or so that it was leaked yeah. that the Supreme Court was potentially overturning Roe v. Wade, um, but we didn't yeah. know for certain. And then it was Friday, I believe, Friday morning, yeah. that the actual um, ruling came down and was very disturbing. And yeah. some of the language in the, uh, what are they called, like, opinions yes uh was even more so and then Mm -hmm. there were lots of uh people taking to twitter there were protests there were people who were very excited about the news and you know their Mm -hmm. musings it was just a very (laughs) like depressing mess of a weekend um and in new york it just happened to fall on pride weekend so it was extremely chaotic because there were like protests, but then there was also all the pride events that were going on at the same time. I believe that yesterday there was the corporate pride parade, a sort of like (laughs) anti-corporate pride parade protest (laughs) thing that they had started last year that they re-brought back. And then also several um, pro choice marches at the, like all within several hours of Manhattan. They were like crisscrossing around each other. So yeah, yeah, it was a, a like a at least in my end like a like an oddly like depressing but very active but sort of fun <laughs> but not fun like weekend. Um, but I feel like for most people it was just dour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it feels rough, like, starting these shows over and over and over again and being like, yeah, what we're doing right now literally doesn't matter when people's rights are being stripped away. And this is sad news after sad news. And it's like, man, this (laughs) world will grind you down. And um, this news especially, I mean, I just want to say for the record, like, pro-choice is pro-life. And if you think you're saving anything by being pro-life or believing that banning abortion will save lives, then I challenge you to dig into that issue, listen to the experts, listen to the women and the people who are not only struggling with this, but also just like have proven statistically time and again that this does not stop abortion, it stops safe abortions. And what's more is this is a right that was tied to our constitutional constitutional understanding of 
you know, America and all that good old founding fathers jazz. And so any rollback on that should be offensive to anyone who wants to believe that this country is something good. So I think it's a very exhausting and tiring time and it's easy to feel very powerless and just like you're spinning your wheels and there's not really much to say except that there are people out there who are actively doing work, finding, you know, beyond Planned Parenthood, there are mutual aid funds in your different states and communities that you can give to that actively have plans to support people in need of abortion care. And so find those, support them, and and find the people in your political wind uh, worlds, local, state, and federal, that, that champion rights and not just the status quo. So that's it. I mean, everyone was mad about it. Not everyone. Everyone should be mad about it. But um, there were some, you know, events that were happening simultaneous to this. And that meant you got like Olivia Rodrigo bringing out Lily Allen at Glastonbury to sing fuck you to the (laughs) Supreme Court justices, which was a great moment. Um, And then the Megan, the BET Awards were last night as well, and there was a lot of performers who spoke up at that, such as Megan Thee Stallion, who, you know, tried to bring attention to the issue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the the celebrity responses have been many and interesting, which I want to talk yeah. about, I guess, sort of. But also... At least in New York, the next set of primaries are tomorrow. So uh, there are a lot of, like, I know that in some states that has already passed, but there are a lot of elections on, like, local levels or primaries Mm -hmm. for more national level positions. And because this is now a state-by-state issue, those local elections are more important than ever because, you know, that is determining things for a lot of members of the community. I also did think it was cool how a lot of, businesses have sort of or have come forward and said like hey if you um need an abortion you live in a state where that is banned like we will uh, we have set aside money so that you can use that to trap for travel expenses and stuff to other states which you shouldn't have to have to do but it was i felt like a nice sign that some corporations were doing that obviously <laughs> not all <laughs> Absolutely not. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, I mean, better that than nothing. No, no. It's so, it's to get people, it's, I mean, it's just hypocrisy at its heart because every single one of these major corporations from Netflix to, you know, whatever it is, I think Disney, all the major streamers all said it. They're all donating to GOP and anti-abortion, anti-choice, anti-liberty legislators because it benefits their bottom line. So anything that they're doing now is because they ran the numbers and they realized it's cheaper to just throw this little solution out for the small percentage of people who would even care to tell their bosses about their personal lives and their personal choices in order to get an abortion that could still be penalized if, you know, especially in states like Texas where you can be sued if someone finds out, if someone like, you know, it's like it opens. I won't rant. I won't rant. But I'll just say that if a corporation is saying something, 
it's because it's a financial choice for them, not a moral one, as long as they continue to fund and support and look past these, uh, well, the people that they're back. I also do, do think, though, that like this was, this was a decision that was, I think, made by some smaller, more progressive companies initially that then larger organizations like jumped on and were sort of shamed into doing later as well. So I think it does vary. Like, yes, what is Amazon doing versus, you know, some of these other places? Um, Yeah. Well, Starbucks said they'd do it, got some good press for it. And then the fine print is basically they won't be offering that for unionized stores. So it continues to be capitalism versus the man. And I just, I will not sing praises to these monoliths of uh, misery. Well, so. How did you feel like the celebrities dealt with this? Because I know that you had had qualms okay. with Taylor Swift's yes. um, like approach of not saying yeah. anything earlier. She came out and released a statement. Um, like yeah. who, if you're grading these, like who did a good job? Who <laughs> did a bad job? I loved Olivia Rodrigo because I think you could feel her frustration and she named them. She, she called out the issue. She said that this will lead to deaths, like that sort of thing. It wasn't just like, oh, people are talking about this. Like, like that's probably my favorite. And then compare it to something like Harry Styles, who just held up a poster saying pro-choice. You know, there's like a range there. I'm glad anyone talks on it. And you know what? To his credit, it's not even his battle, right? It's, it's, he's not, this isn't his country. (laughs) Lucky him. But um, I also saw, yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift finally said something. There wasn't really a call to action. So that's like middle of the pack for me. Uh, Blake Lively posted a bunch about like Planned Parenthood, which again is sort of a first step in giving like Planned Parenthood isn't necessarily the best way to put your money forward um, because they are so well established at this point and they also aren't able to uh, give directly to the community because they are a more formal, you know, program. So that's like a middle step. Um, What were the other ones? I kind of was just (laughs) <laughs> blind with rage well, over the I weekend. mean I feel like some people were like talking about the amount of money that they or like that they oh, had pledged yeah. or given yeah um some people didn't say that some people were just like I saw a lot of people were just like resharing Michelle Obama's statements yes, yes. um <laughs> the happy yes time. so there were different there's participation and you know I don't think I'm obviously being flippant and kind of rolling my eyes at something, but I'm glad for anyone who said something because there is a lot, there are a lot of people and especially like the not full celebrities, but like influencers who just never addressed it, didn't want to talk about it. And so I admire anyone who like, I guess admire is a strong word. I appreciate anyone who took the time to say something. It always means more when you say something in addition to whatever you're sharing or feeling. Um, And it always means more if you give action items on top of that, tangible things to do. So, because anyone can get online, you know, Bette Midler can get online and tweet her little snarky tweets and memes, but it doesn't feel as productive as someone saying like, here's what I did. What are you going to do? So that being said, I think it's really easy, especially for celebrities to get their brownie points at the beginning of an issue and a cause and then just kind of never think about it again and never deal with it again. I think Lizzo has been working 
to make sure some ticket sales go towards. Oh yeah, um, I think I saw that the the uh, moms against gun violence or whatever. Um, and so I appreciate that sort of stuff too from celebrities because they're honestly not doing enough given the resources they have. And I understand everyone's lifestyle. You know, how am I to judge what it would feel like to give away a million and still have 80 left? But yeah, it's it's a, it's going to be interesting to see how the celebrity game, the celebrity politics play out with these sort of attacks on literal rights. Um, yeah, and I'll be, I'll be interested to see how it goes. I wish, you know, Taylor Swift had done more, but I'm glad she finally showed up. Yeah, it will also be interesting to see how this impacts the this set of elections because obviously this is a mm-hmm. a action item that the conservative side of things have been pushing for for decades, um, and so it'll be interesting to see if that like what what sort of that does with the general population and their take on things and how that factors into yeah like action items moving forward yeah but i mean it's a downer and it's okay to feel sad but and you have to like (laughs) you know channeling my therapist you have to like allow yourself to mourn and um honor those feelings of loss and fear but it's also important to remember that people have been engaged in this issue for a long time and if you look there are there are advocates and um advocates out there who already have programs who already have things they're working on who are already trying to who have already gotten the ball rolling so it's important to not just flop around and be you know cry woe is me but to find things that help you feel centered in action and productive in your pain and um you know, it's been a weird few years on this podcast at this point, like just going from COVID to disasters to sh- gun violence to, uh, you know, a loss of choice for for people. But I think this, the central thing I found helpful to me is to remember that the the world has had horrific instances all the time. Yes. I just happen to be in a very privileged pocket of that population that hasn't had to feel it or feel affected by it. And once you realize that privilege, the most important thing to do is to get involved and not give in to the the misery of it. Like life needs to carry on and we can't count on marginalized communities to keep doing that work for us just because it suddenly got hard on our end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, because for thousands of years, people were just dropping like flies of any disease that came along. So, <laughs> you know, at least we've, we've yeah. moved on past that in some yeah, ways. Now, now we can just have a podcast where we just ramble about the weirdest celebrity stories we saw this week. I thought you were going to say that the greatest comfort to you in all this was getting to talk to me every week. But yeah, alas. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is that. <laughs> I was curious. I mean, I was. Like I said, I was pretty out of it. Um, tried to dig up some stories and I was like, is it a quiet week or am I just dead inside? I, I think it was a quiet week. Found. I did not have a ton of mm. I had trouble like finding things. I feel like the yeah. um like a lot was sort of going on. Well, there was that, there was pride. I feel like there were 
uh, like between Elvis and Lightyear and the new Beyonce album, there was like a lot of things that were sort of dropping or in the works. Um, the new Drake album, but not a lot of, of like newsy subjects. Like my, Oh, well, how did you like the Beyonce song? We didn't get to talk about that. I liked it. I mean, she's moving into like a dance sort of genre, Mm -hmm. I guess, this album, which I think is good for her. Um, Like, I, I love Beyonce so much, and I feel like... I think lots of her songs are bops, but you can definitely see how stuff on the last couple albums, like maybe was not ready made for like radio or clubs. It was sort of like more specific to just like a, I don't know, like an everyday listening sort of energy. And so I'm excited to see her stuff. Hopefully, you know, like get back on the charts and things and be more like in the mainstream consciousness. Um, the first song I thought was good. It was fun. There was all of the memes about how, you know, she says to like quit your job in it. And everyone was like, well, Beyonce told me. So I'm, I got to quit my job now. Yeah. Um, I love when, I love when celebrities like play the I'm normal game. Like I do. Obviously, like everyone does it, right? Because they can't sing about private jets all the time. But I love the idea of Beyonce talking about her nine to five and not breaking her soul but i mean to be fair beyonce's job is probably harder than 95 (laughs) percent of the population okay (laughs) yeah let's say that's true Well, like obviously not in some ways but like in other ways like i can only imagine the like hecticness of like she works of like a celebrity lifestyle you know like where you're like flying all over the the... place like it's obviously a very different kind of work and (laughs) there's like a lot of privilege attached to it but yes yeah no i just i just meant the literal like nine to five shout oh yeah it's just a funny it's just yeah it's like she hasn't worked a Um, nine to five ever yeah yeah (laughs) but it is an anthem and it's a it probably came out on the right day. I think it would have been hard to listen to that on like Friday evening instead of Thursday. Yeah, I don't so. know how she timed that. She knew. Beyonce knew. She was like, we're, yeah. re- we're releasing she this was, off cycle. She was the leak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll be fun to see what what she comes out with in the whole picture. Because she has kind of, you know, I was, I'm not a Beyonce aficionado. I'm not well versed in like her. A discography but there were a lot of interesting articles about her her cultural zeitgeist and how she pairs that with genre um and so this sort of dance hall liberation vibe that seems to be coming is is uh is compelling it's well, she's also a very thoughtful artist in so many yeah. ways so you know that whatever is coming is like very much thought out and she's doing it for a reason and she is also a very like political figure in a lot of ways so that'll be interesting yeah. to see how all of that comes together especially because we've sort of had i mean she released the carters which was whatever and then she was on the then she had the um lion king album which i think was good and had a very specific sort of uh, reasoning mm-hmm. behind it but wasn't necessarily like a Beyonce Beyonce album and then she had the song that went with the King Richard uh, movie so it's nice to finally get like another actual album from her as well and interesting that she is going with a more like standard rollout structure for this after she's done like surprise albums more recently so yeah, that's also an intriguing thing to be watching 
Yeah. Um, are you going to be watching <laughs> the great meeting of minds um, when Alec Baldwin goes live with Woody Allen this Friday? Yeah, of course. Of co- my two favorite, my two, I would say, favorite people in film, them, and and maybe uh, throw in uh, you know Roman Polanski as a fun third. No, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, this this is so ill advised. Like, why is Alec Baldwin? doing this oh it's a it's a political state not a political statement in like vote for my party type way but it's very clearly a choice it's a very he's not just like oh i haven't thought about how bad this will look i think he's a hundred percent thought of it because that's why he's announcing when it's happening this isn't like sit down with woody allen like at whatever you know this is just him announcing he's going to do an instagram live it's not a formal all these like articles are like he's going to interview woody allen it's like I mean, he might ask questions, but it's a live stream. It's an Instagram it's like he live. Just it's not like accidentally a thing. killed somebody. You would think his <laughs> yeah. PR people would be like, okay, we gotta like really like we gotta choose our next moves carefully. And I feel like interviewing Woody Allen is not the best next step unless he's gonna like browbeat Willie or Woody Allen on an Instagram <laughs> live, which not. I don't think is gonna happen. Yeah, no, I think it was in a hundred percent his choice. I think he's eager to do it. I think to him, he feels like he's been canceled and misunderstood and his campaign to get back into good graces hasn't gone that well. He's also always been cruel and misogynistic and kind of nasty. So it's like, you know, probably sees himself a little bit in Woody Allen. And um, it's just like a boys club. They refuse to release their grip on the throat of humanity. So. Uh. A, a similar, like, sort of noxious story. Um, Johnny Depp will not be returning for another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I know that you and I were not looking forward to that or cared <laughs> about that, but apparently there was a survey online that, like, thousands of people had uh, signed wanting him to come back, especially now that, you know, supposedly he is uncanceled after the... um the trial, but he has said that he will not be doing another one of those. So that is something we don't have to endure. Thankfully. Oh, well, thank heavens. Um, yeah, I don't have any energy for that. <laughs> you don't want to. I don't have any. Uh, any what about this? Or sympathy for this them. to really drag you back to the, our okay, early okay. days in the pandemic. They're starting casting okay. on the hunger games prequel movie. Ah, uh, yes, I did see this. It just reminded me how little I liked that book. Every new announcement, I'm like, ugh, I forgot. This is so stupid. Well, uh, so the main character is played by some actor called Tom Blythe, who I have never heard of. Um, And the most recent casting news is that Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria is going to be playing uh, the sister which i only vaguely remember her as a character but i feel like the um the more interesting story is that rachel zegler from west side story is going to be playing the female lead and in sort of a taylor swift-esque reveal like had a tweet that was a sort of cryptic and you could un uh, like uh, mix up the letters and spell the name Lucy Gray Baird, which is the character's name. Which oh I re- I forgot how bad those characters' names were. <laughs> but then I was also like, "Uh, this woman on these, like, we get her something mm. that's like not a semi-cursed project." Like, 
Yeah, freaking Snow White. Uh, and West Side Story. Ugh. Yeah. I'm happy she's getting her back. Did we talk about the Snow cost? White drama? <laughs> About how like they were gonna call it. Oh, well, she's... no, not with her, but how they were gonna do oh. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and then Peter Dinklage was like, "Why yeah, are we yeah, doing yeah, yeah. this?" And so now they're yeah. they had to like frantically um, scramble back and come up with some other way to make the seven characters. Yeah, yeah I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't know who asked for that because I don't think anyone liked that movie. Like that was out of vogue when I was a kid already. But, um. No, I I also saw they just announced the young um like TV guy. And I'm just like I Wait, really who? wish that book had been better. You know the um what's his name? Stanley Tucci's character like the uh the like show. Oh, okay. Wait, who's playing uh, that? Spokesman. Someone we know? No. I mean, I knew him, but I couldn't tell you what he's from. You know, like as the middle of the pack. Uh, I'm sure I'll look it up, and you'll be like, "Why he's a genius?" Okay, you keep talking. I'm looking this up. <laughs> My point is that I find the Hunger Games like one of the more compelling uh, YA series, like especially dystopian. Yes, it has its problem, oh Jason yes. Schwartzman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the weird dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like um, a Wes Anderson movie person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so this book just always disappoints me. It feels so lazy and unnecessary and uninteresting, which is the worst thing it could be to me. So it was like 900 pages long. I don't know how they're going to make it a good movie. It'll probably be two parts. I don't know. Maybe they're doing a trilogy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they are. That's fake news. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, theoretically, they oh, could judge this up and make it a more interesting movie. I feel like than the book. I mean, when we talked about the book, it was so she was very intent on like the philosophical elements of it. So theoretically, you could scrape some of that out and make it. I just remember the end being so like running through the rain on the wood. Oh yeah, like, all of that stuff, and, and then like, did he kill her? Yeah, <laughs> iconic. Um, I guess yeah. I the other news stories. Let's see what I dug up here. Um, I guess there was the uh, the BET Awards, like I said, and. Little Nas X wasn't nominated, which he's been nominated there before. He's performed there before, but he was, um, he called them out for not nominating him when Jack Harlow got nominated. <laughs> I, I guess I don't, you know, who Wait, might judge, Jack Harlow. Uh, I did not follow any of these stories. Oh so, yeah, so Jack Harlow was nominated for a BET award, but Jack Harlow is white, music. right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> But Lil Nas X was yes, not nominated. Yeah, it's very confusing. Lil Nas X was not nominated, and and like at first everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like celebrities only care when they're not nominated, type thing. But I think he has some credence because he and his team shared these stories about like the homophobia they received after his performance last year, where he kissed his dancer on stage, and um, he also released a song during or right before the awards where he like chants fuck BET and it's like very much it's called like I'm late to the party or whatever and um I think it's like you know he he is like one of the few out and proud black artists out there 
And that's a culture he said has been hard for him to feel accepted in, especially on like a, like a, a public facing way. And so it was kind of sad, but then Jack Harlow showed up. Oh yes. I did see this. I don't understand it. He shows up in his protest outfit, which is just a little Nas X, um, Merch well, because they're friends. It's like, is that really all you can Supposedly, do? Supposedly, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Lil Nas did anything except be like, how how was I not nominated? But this guy was, but not in like a did he deserve it way, but more like what is yeah. happening here? Similar to your reaction, I think. And so, yeah, I don't know the relationship well, at they all. Have songs he showed together. up in the shirt. Oh, okay. I really have only known Jack Carlo tangentially through stories where people are like why do people like jack harlow jack but harlow i haven't became like famous because he was on a song with lil nas x oh okay well well it's a bad sort of full circle moment then because it's like i feel like it's weird to show up maybe he talked to lil nas x about what he was going to do maybe he thought it was cool but it just seems like such a pandery sort of condescending way to like stand up for your friend or your colleague, but then still go to the award show and like participate. You know, it's like a half-hearted show of uh, solidarity because it's like, well, if you wanted to protest it, you can't show up to the event. (laughs) So you think that Jack Carlo should have been like, if you're not inviting Lil Nas X, then I'm not coming? I mean, yeah, simply put, I think it's like, if you, I mean, you could say, you could say a statement that's like, this is weird. This is, I think the fact that you show up in a shirt makes it about you in a way still. Like you want to be able to go to the award show, maybe get an award and still be seen as like, oh, you're cool though, because you wore the shirt. The bigger story here that we are keep missing is why is Jack Harlow nominated for a BET award? I thought the point of BET was that the awards went to black people. I know. I honestly like. Is, I said, was it like an ally award or something? <laughs> like best white person? No. <laughs> I think it was for music. I, mean, I don't know how the it works. Thing with Jack Harlow, that I had never heard of him. I'm sure that he was like an artist before the Lil Nas X song, but it was like the fact that he is like a straight white rapper and then was on like a song. Or, like, that him and Lil Nas X had this sort of, like, I don't know. Like, it was sort of, they were an interesting duo, I think, because, you know, Lil Nas X is so queer and is black. And then that's not normally a combination that you see with, like, a sort of stoner white rapper as well. That people were like, oh, wow, this is, like, an interesting duo. Like, glad they're friends, blah, blah, blah. And that's sort of how the notoriety came forward. So, yeah, like, I think that Jack Harlow in general people like, but weird that he was yeah, nominated. Yeah, no, he was just nominated for, um, this isn't even listing what he was nominated for. I don't even know what the BET awards are for. Is it just music? Or is it, like, movies? No, it's, like, every, yeah, it's, like, everything. It's, um, this is the music okay. and TV. Well, anyways. We're re- this is this is a low news week. We're really scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here. Do you have anything else? Um, no. Okay, shall we go into love it or hate it? Yeah i I have been watching Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus. Ah, so cute. It's very cute. Um, it's about like a teen, uh, 
Muslim girl um, who is who discovers she has I, I mean we're halfway through so she discovers she has powers and um, and it's cute and fun and it's yeah kinda well obviously like, she has powers it's a Marvel show yeah yeah it's a Marvel not show. it's not shocking uh, to say like, that the lead like, of a Marvel show does have some superpowers. <laughs> I was gonna say like, well, she found a yeah. She, she finds found a magic bracelet tool that gives her power. So yeah, it's unclear exactly like where this energy is coming from. But anyways, she has superpowers. It causes strife in her personal life, public life, whatever. It's like cute, and it's based on a comic book. I don't think in the comic book she's Muslim. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know anything. I about think that. <laughs> the character's name in the comic book is the, so maybe she's not Muslim, oh, but okay, I think okay. she is like. Middle okay. Eastern or um, you're right. Like I don't right, think she's white think in the comics. Had problems with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's very cute. It got the usual treatment that any diverse Marvel project gets these days, which is it was review bombed by people who are mad that they couldn't see themselves in the main character because they lack the ability to think critically. Um, and it unfortunately has performed the worst of all the. Marvel shows but I think we also have to acknowledge that that's because this is the first one that's kind of not any tie-in to any of the main characters we've seen so far um so this is like it's a new standalone character whereas before it was all like you had Wanda you had Loki you had Captain America Hawkeye well it's also like a YA series yes yeah which I think is is another element to it like she is sort of a dorky um like middle schooler high schooler high schooler i guess high school, and she yeah. is very into marvel things like in this meta world that and i like the meta-ness of that marvel has been leaning into like i loved in uh was it hawkeye that they went to the marvel the musical on broadway yeah but this it's like they're going to the first like marvel comic con within this world yeah. so she's like obsessed with um, Captain Marvel, the superhero, and dresses up like her to go to the Marvel Con, which or the Avengers Con. I can't remember what it's called in this, but anyways, the yeah, Avengers it's Con. like so that's super fun, and I like that angle to it. Yeah, but it's very much like a sort of love Victor kind of energy of <laughs> it's for the audience is younger. It's not. Like yeah. the characters are younger, the plot lines are more like geared toward high school age. It's not a you know Jeremy Renner as a forty year old being mm. the main character. So I <laughs> think happens. Yeah, I, so I found it like mm. very refreshing. But yes, I don't think yeah. that you can really compare the numbers of the two shows because this is like a completely different genre almost that yeah. they're then tying into Marvel. Yeah, honestly, I think they should do more of this sort of thing. And it's like, and it's a fun directing style. Obviously, it's live action, but they do a lot of like fun sort of visual like illustration type of things. things. Yeah. Because she like likes art or whatever. And so it sort of reminded me of um, the family versus the robots. Oh, movie. the Mitchells versus the machines. Uh, yeah, the Mitchells versus the machines. Because they have like similar like right over illustration over live action anyways it's like fun and different and honestly really sweet and she's so darling in it that it's just like she's so likable and i wish people would get over themselves and just let let people tell stories that aren't 
totally relatable to you. I mean, come well, on. People have sat through it for yeah, hundreds of years. I think at this the point. issue here also is that like the Marvel fan base as a whole, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's a vast fan base, but I think its core are probably like what, 30, 40 yeah. year old white men, which this yeah. is not the demographic for that. I think that if they gave it a shot, they would enjoy it because it is a good show, yeah. at least the parts that I've seen. But it also, yes, it feels very outside of the wheelhouse that Marvel is generally operating yeah. in. Like, there's no, I'm trying to even think of like other movies. I feel it's probably closest to the Spider Man homecoming yeah. as far as humor yes. and kind of character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not like the same budget. Like, it's not the same explosions, not the same. Uh, stakes. Yeah, it's like, can she get back into a room without her parents noticing? Like, that's the <laughs> the angle. Like, I gotta sneak out on a school it's night. It's picking up, it's picking up. But yeah, I mean, it's been fun and kind of refreshing. Um, So that's what's been getting me through the week. But what about you? Um, I watched this movie several weeks ago, but I believe it is out now. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And this is truly like a balm for the tired, (laughs) troubled times that we live in because it is the sweetest movie that I have ever seen. It's so darling. Marcel the Shell is a started as like a short film, sort of like character YouTube thing that Jenny Slate did where she plays like a very sort of cutesy, but... Um, like articulate and particular shell named Marcel the shell. And I don't know how they decided to turn this into a movie because it doesn't really seem like it would translate over well to watch this shell for 90 minutes. Um, Especially because really the majority of the film is just Marcel the shell. Like he lives in a house with his grandmother that's empty it's just the two of them and they are just sort of like bebopping around and not a ton happens but it is so sweet and just like really creatively done I think because it's like a shell without hands operating within a human world there's like lots of just weird like clever things that happen in the movie it's very charming it's very it's sort of has the element and i say this with like mild trepidation of what a great pixar movie can be like i feel like pixar now is sort of tired out and keeps like hitting the same tropes over and over and over again but like if you go back and think of like an early sort of um pixar film and then lean into the sort of funniness and funness but sweetness that's not like super depressing and feels manipulative like the more (laughs) recent Pixar movie does like that sort of the vibe that it has it's just really great and and very I think um like you're not going to watch the movie you can watch this movie and sort of like be removed from the world and taken to this very like sweet place for a little while and have kind of like a break from things that are going on because it's not it's sort of like set in its own universe and the issues are small and but it's just yeah it's so well done and jenny slate does a really fun job doing the voices and it's just really cleverly written a a good time and very short. And I feel like 
of the types of things that you could be watching now, you know, like all of the the true crime shows and um, and everything. This is like a nice, distinct difference that I would recommend. Oh, well, good. Yeah, for some reason it's not at my theater yet, but I think it comes this Friday. Yeah, it's a twenty four, so you know, you know, they like their rollout is yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, the movie I did see this week was uh, Elvis, so we'll be talking about that on Thursday. Uh, and it's very similar, three very hours, sh- short, <laughs> sort of quick watch. Elvis, <laughs> definitely not taxing. You're not in the theater yeah. for what seems like ninety five days watching yeah. the movie. <laughs> Let's cover love a biopic. Um, that'll be a moment for us here on the pod. Um, but you can find us on social media on Instagram, mainly just Instagram. Let's be honest. At PS, you're wrong. Uh, always love a good review on Apple Podcasts, or you can heart us or star us on Spotify. But um, send us an email with your favorite stories, frustrations, whatever it is, we're at psyourong at gmail.com. Yes. And hopefully next week we have, we're back (laughs) to our normal, regularly scheduled idiocy and don't have more horrific events that come up. Fingers crossed. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, they they continue on, but maybe we won't get a new one added to the pile. (laughs) Otherwise, Shelby's going to combust at some point. And... We can't have that. Okay. Um, Okay, well, we'll see you guys on Thursday to talk about Elvis. Bye.